You're listening to Hello Francis, a podcast for curious creatives and nano entrepreneurs who seek knowledge, purpose, and community. Hello Francis is brought to you by the creative firm and solutionist agency, Francis Roy. Our lineup of guests, friends, and mentors candidly share their diverse wisdom and experience. We do all of this in less than 30 minutes. Let's get started. Um, hi, you're listening to Hello Francis. I'm your host, Chantel Dedeke. I'm very excited about our guest today because she's a dear friend of mine. And um, we're going to talk about um, the publishing business. But if I know if I know our guest, I know we're going to talk about some more outside of that and just kind of fun stuff. But um, we have Lori Leake Smith. And um, hey, Lori. Hey, how are you this morning? I'm great. Thank you so much for being with us and on the podcast. We, um, Lori is the publisher of um, some of my favorite publications in our local area, but Bay Life, Destin Life, and two um, different publications that service the uh, so, uh, the South Walton community called So Wall Life. But you have a, a huge just kind of like background and um, I always love spending time with you. So I'm excited to get started. Me too. Me too. Okay. Even though it's Monday morning. <laughs> and we were just talking about, Lori and I are both mothers. We were talking about how we spend our Mother's Day and we're like, hmm, it's a little bit of a rough Monday, a little beach time, a little, yeah. I had a cocktail <laughs> or a couple. So, <laughs> we're both uh, like looking yes, for some pink yes. and sun kiss, so it looks good. <laughs> yeah. Healthy. Um, very healthy. So, okay, I want to talk a little bit because I think our listeners are going to be so interested, especially when you're in like creative businesses. I feel like you get to see such a unique perspective of creativity and you're so creative yourself. And you're, in my mind, you're so much more than a publisher because I know you've been a graphic designer and you've owned your own businesses and you've done all of these really cool things. But can you give us a little bit of history? Like, how did you get your start? Like, how did you land where you are now? Well, um, I've had an illustrious career, really. I've just been very privileged to what I would call land in places that um, warranted me just having to do certain things. But I started out at Southern Living um, straight out of Auburn. Mm. I did graduate in um, public relations and journalism and marketing. And uh, I I wanted to go into broadcast journalism, actually. I was um, all set to do that. I was working for a TV station with my internship in Birmingham, Alabama. And uh, they had said that if I would just go to another, uh, like a smaller market for three months, they would hire me as a reporter. And in the meantime, I had applied for different positions in different places, and I landed this job at Southern Living. And if any of our listeners are familiar with Southern Living, Southern Progress. Um, they had several magazine titles, a book division, and, and just numerous other other offerings. And it was a huge deal because the headquarters is in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. So um, I decided to go that route, and I landed this position. They told me like 50 people had applied for it, and you know, blah blah. blah. I had to go through several interviews anyway, straight out of Auburn. That was super cool. So I ended up being a writer and editor. Uh, for some of their trade publications, um, uh, food trade and travel trade publications straight out of the, out of the, you know, 
college. And so it was amazing. I, I, I just, I just received so now I was paid nothing. If I told you what my salary was, (laughs) this is in 1984. (laughs) And if I told you what my salary was, you would die. But, um, it, it was really just a learning time, you know, too, just to have that. And, and to just say, you know, I worked at Southern living, it was just like really cool. Um, and so I was there for several years and decided later to go out on my own. Oh, in the meantime, there time incorporated purchased Southern living, Southern progress. So we ended up being New York based and that was a really great for me because I had moved from right, the writing and advertising department to the PR department. Oh, they had wow. a brand new PR public relations department and I interviewed internally and, and you know, was, got that job. Mm-hmm. So I was just, it was just great, a great experience for me. And uh, when I started having children, I decided I wanted to work out of my home and uh, no one was doing that back then. And remember, we had no internet, no email, um, fax machines were just coming on the scene. I'm not kidding. I mean, this is really dates me, but, um, I bartered for my first fax machine and it enabled me to work out of my home. And, uh, for 19 years, I conducted an at home marketing PR business. I also went back to, um, Sanford university after, you know, I had been at Auburn, graduated from Auburn, but went back to Sanford to, uh, get a graphic design. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of married all that together. I was in the right place at the right time to do that. I used to speak to groups of people wanting to learn how to work out of their homes, things like that. So for 19 years in Birmingham, I um, had clients all over the world. I got to do the Atlanta Olympics program, um, writing and graphic design. I got to do a Warren Buffett's book. I have done numerous magazines, newsletters. Um, I got to work for my uh, former professors at Auburn on a history book for Auburn University, uh, which we've now done three um, updated editions for. Um, So all of that has weighed into, you know, where I am now, actually. And, And it's funny because sometimes you think you're starting out on one track Mm-hmm. And because of situations, circumstances, or just the opportunities, you know, you take those opportunities because, well, maybe that was in you all along and, you know, you just, you just see it as, as a win. Yeah. And so, um, I just, you know, because I wanted to stay at home, I just got myself out there and, and never said no. Uh, you know, desktop publishing was brand new and I just, you know, I'd never say no. If I didn't know how to do it, I just, I just did it. I mean, I, I taught myself how to do it. And, and so pioneer, Lori. Oh my God. Yeah. No, I mean, we didn't have, we didn't have lab computer labs when I was at Auburn. Mm. I mean, that came on after me, they started, you know, requiring that, but I'd never had that. So when I was at Southern Living, I, had to work on an IBM mainframe. That's how I learned. And we just, I mean, I just, I don't know. I was very fortunate to get that, that training Mm -hmm. while I was there. I was very young, you know, 20, 22 years old when I started at Southern Living. And so, um, it was, it was just a, you know, I still have it in me to do broadcast journalism, which, which is crazy. And over the years I've 
you know, had the opportunities to, to do some shows and things like that through various job positions I've had. But listen, that, that really was a um, foundation for me mm-hmm. to uh, come here to where I am now. And that is, um, after 19 years, I wanted to move to this area through a series of circumstances, landed a position with Sandestin in marketing. And um, I was, um, I led their magazine and newspaper publishing and their special projects. So we did advertising on the trams uh, for transportation and we also did um, the TV video. So that was super fun for me because I got to work with Turner Broadcasting in Atlanta and um, produce a two hour video that was a continual loop on the Sandestin TV. And then um, later, I went into economic development marketing for Florida's Great Northwest and got to work in all 16 counties of Northwest Florida, um, trying to bring families and business here in various industries like aerospace and defense. So that was really cool and got to do a lot of things with that and then landed at, um, in Seaside and was marketing and PR director in Seaside for several years until just recently. So when I left Seaside, my friend um, I've been working with on the other side of it because I purchased media in these job roles and I was, you know, on that side of it, trying to promote the destination or promote, you know, whatever it was at the time, principles were kind of the same. And um, I received a phone call after I had left and and my partner, Dave White, uh, he just said, Hey, um, I have an opportunity for you and I just believe you're the only one can do it that I know of. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sure that's not the case, but, <laughs> but he did. He called me and he said, um, we need to expand. So wildlife into Destin and, uh, I want you to do it. And I was like, Oh, I don't know about this because I've been in publishing before. And, you know, I had gone from having, you know, my own business for 19 years in Birmingham to moving here and going back into the workforce, a very corporate environment, I might say. Um, I had to like relearn the lingo and everything. But again, I wasn't going to say no, mm-hmm. you know, because I had, I had to really, you know, I have family support and I was a single mom and, you know, my daughter was still in middle school when I moved here and, you know, things like that. So, um, you know, just, it wasn't a no answer for me ever. So um, I had, you know, and up until, Two years ago, I had gone back into a very corporate uh, workforce environment and loved it too, but um, I guess it was just time. So I finally, after a couple months, I, I said yes. <laughs> and well, I, uh, I love the Destin Life publication. It recently <laughs> opened up Bay Life in my neighborhood, which we love and our clients love it. And I, I feel like you get the feeling of a traditional newspaper, but it also feels like such a community focused publication. It goes in people's mailbox. I mean, the concept is so great. Absolutely. You know, we're not destined life, Bay life, so alive. We're not really a, um, a magazine, but we're not a traditional newspaper either. We're, We're really somewhere in between because we publish monthly and, but we, and we also direct mail into, you know, these, everyone's homes and business in these areas. And um, it's just a perfect marriage, really, mm-hmm. of it being out long enough for people to actually read it and see it and, and get the benefit from it because they, they get a lot of information. We get the interaction in the community. We keep them very community focused mm-hmm. and we are able to promote the, our partners 
mm-hmm. um, in a just a grand way because um, we we use the print to do that, but then we also um, combine it with the digital, yeah. our digital format, social and websites and e-newsletters and things like that. So it's it's um, it's really beneficial, and I personally, my passion is to promote business. Yes, I'm a publisher. Yes, I'm a writer. Yes, there's so many other things. But I found, you know, sometimes it takes you a while to Mm -hmm. really, really, really discover what your passion is. And when I was working in economic development, and um, I saw what we could do in our communities and how we could um, benefit by bringing diversified business here and bringing families here and, and, you know, people to set up shop and and go to our schools and you know, things like that. It's so important, the, the full realm. Um, I became very passionate mm-hmm. about promoting business. So for me, when I was offered this opportunity to publish a couple more publications, and we have some more um, in the pipeline, by the way, it, it allowed me that outlet to promote business. I, I love the relationships, the, the, it just really, from a PR marketing perspective too, it just really gives me great satisfaction to know that they're getting customers, that they're getting um, community involvement, they're getting everything that that they want from something that we're doing and Mm -hmm. we're offering. And I just, I just, I get high on it. (laughs) Yeah, I do. I mean, like, I mean, I get better energy and things that I think you and I are, you know, we kind of magnet together sometimes. Um, you can always pick up the positive people in the room and you just yeah. kind of want to be a part of whatever they're a part of. And um, you definitely, that's one of your first impressions. I think you come in and you're just like, yeah, I just want to help. Like, what can I do? And um, a lot of my favorite people I serve on the Medicaid Arts Foundation board with. And um, I feel like I'm going to at some point interview every single person on that board. <laughs> may or may not be. Right a, board. I know, right? Alyssa, I'm yes. like, that's okay. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I love that. And, and every time you and I talk, which we never really get to sit down and get into it very much because you're so busy and we, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's been such a difficult time, but I feel like I learn a little something new about you each time. And I'm like, huh, that's interesting. I did not know that. Like who knew you're so, I knew this was necessary and you have so much to offer someone that maybe is thinking about starting their career or starting their own business or whatever. And, and so that brings me to my next question, which is um, what kind of advice would you offer someone that wants to get into publishing or w- wants to get into journalism or is looking at creative writing, um, you know, making that a career for them? Absolutely. Well, I have a lot of thoughts about that. Uh, <laughs> I might be all over the board and, and none of these are in, in order. Um, you know, it, first of all, it needs to be your passion, mm-hmm. whether your passion is a subject matter like mine and is, you know, um, promoting business in, in certain ways by telling your story, you know, that's, that's where people really, you know, read, you know, they read that stuff. They, it's all about the story. And so, um, your, if your passion is just to write, I would say find something, a subject matter or matters that you're passionate about because, you could just write, but, but there has to be some kind of direction or theme or, you know, something of value to the reader. And, um, so if, if your passion is that most, and most of the time it is, most of the time people are like, you know, I just want to write about my story for yeah. example, or something, but 
if, if it's about your story, you like you want to write a book or an article or something about your story, you know, make sure that your story offers something, at least at the end, a call to action to somebody that might be going through something similar mm -hmm. to you that they can, you know, benefit from. So because that's when people are going to read it, draw the reader in by, you know, telling your story from that perspective and how it can help them. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, I mean, people might want to just read your story, but they also want to know if, if they're identifying with you. Um, how can they get help? For example, if it's something tragic that you've gone through, or how can they get the information? You know, how can you give them information that um, will spur them into writing, for example, you know, if, if that's your, you know, so, so, you know, but, but, you know, beyond that, um, I just can't, I just can't, that's just really of utmost important. But, um, you know, for me, like I said earlier, I did a lot of things that were, I did a lot of things for free. And I, when I mean that, I like, I contributed like on a board, I would offer my services like you're doing mm -hmm. in some ways, you know, I would, I would do those things over the years. I've done those, or if, if it's benefited a nonprofit or something that I could start getting the experience and getting out there yeah. um, with that. Um, and, and demonstrating your value too. I think that's, always yeah. a huge reason like you know you can't wait for that first kind of paying client sometimes to demonstrate your value or to um, provide you with experience I mean, you need to have that in the gate and you always hear that like well how am I supposed to get this job if I don't have experience well volunteerism and offering your talents not necessarily in a way where you're getting abused. I think that there are some people who are be like, oh, this is a great way for you to build your portfolio or whatever, you know, be wary of that. But, yeah. you know, really getting out there and offering yourself before expecting anything in return helps you build yes. that. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, when I started at Southern Living, if I told you what my salary was, you would, you would fall out. I know. Probably make that in a month or two. I mean, now, you know, and so, um, but I did it, and I, I tell you, in my 19 years of my own business, all I ever had to do was say, well, I used to work at Southern Living, and no one ever asked me for a resume. No one ever asked me. I'd be like, it was like, oh, you worked at Southern Living? Okay, because that's how much clout they had. Yeah. So I would recommend doing work for people who are, I'm not saying necessarily prestigious, but like that have good reputations right. in the community or in the nation or work, you know, whatever it is you're, you're trying to achieve. And, um, and then you start getting, um, recommended word of mouth, especially in our area here, because I, I dubbed this when I first moved here 14 years ago, a small town with a big city atmosphere. Mm -hmm. so we're a small town, but we have people with ideas and vision and, um, they're doing really great things internationally. And so, you know, make sure that you're aligning yourself um, with some of that. And that's sort of getting off topic a little bit, but um, it's, it's worth it. It's worth it to do that. I, I, I you know, I kind of thought in my head, the reward is worth the pain. Um, you know, there's lots of late nights. There's lots of getting in there and doing several things at one time, um, depending on what you want to do. Um, but if you can really focus on the fact, okay, and, and have a discernment that, okay, if I do this, for a minimal cost or for free or whatever, you know, for, for this, it's, it's just really going to spur me on, you know, to something else. So that, that's, that's a really high recommendation. Um, it's such a good one too. I, 
I feel like you have to offer something before you expect something. And, you know, my kids, uh, well, you, your daughter, I know Shay, she's a brilliant marketer herself. And I, you know, that comes from that example, I think, of, and she serves on boards and, you know, early office herself. And we tell our kids that all the time, like, you know, you really have to go out there and prove yourself just going to college and stepping out of college. It's not like the world owes you anything at that point. <laughs> You have to, you yes. have to create your own happiness. That we, we, you know, that's kind of a saying in our home: is the world owes you no happiness. You have to go out there and manifest everything that you want, and work hard for it, and really put yourself out there. And I see that in your. I haven't met your uh, your other daughter. I've worked with Shay, and she is such a brilliant force uh, to be reckoned with as well. So, you know, there is that kind of like passing on of you know, and mentoring. Do you find that you mentor? your own kids I, you know it's so weird because we talk about this in our family like what's the difference between mothering and mentoring that's a question I did not prep you for but I feel like it's, uh... well, and, yeah so my kids when they were little like I said I, I was working out of my home yeah and when they were younger I have three and when they were younger they I used to say they see the back of my head a lot because mm -hmm. they'd be playing in the room the same room and I would have my desk was facing the wall so I could focus mm -hmm. and um you know, it's kind of funny, but my mom was a medical illustrator and a graphic designer. Oh, my dad idea. was an industrial designer. Mm -hmm. So I had that from my parents mm -hmm. um, who just, I just, I think you just, as a child, you just watch. You don't, it's not like you even have a choice. You just, you're, you watch. If you either want, yeah. It's in you too, or it's not, you know, and even though I didn't go into the exact same realm they did, it's, it's, it's in that, that family. Mm -hmm. And so, um, my kids, um, you're right. My daughter, my younger daughter right now, you know, Shay works for a national media company as marketing mm -hmm. manager, um, and does it all mm -hmm. now it's all virtual. You know, they don't even have a headquarters. They work all over the nation. They're, they're staff. Um, my younger daughter is just now, she's a lot younger, almost a decade younger um, than Shay. And she is setting out to do photography. Oh, so, okay. you know, in journalism, you know, a lot of times that's part of it. You can go into broadcast journalism and, you know, over the years with various projects that I've had, I've, I had, to, I have a professional camera, a $10,000 camera with several lenses. And I had to learn that too. So, you know, you just, because of whatever it was, it was just, you just step in there and do it. But, yeah. you know, um, so it, mentoring is aside from mothering. Mothering is, um, oh gosh, mothering so many things. We just had Mother's Day. But, um, you know, to mentor is to allow them, I believe, to make that choice. Yeah. You're not putting that on them. Mm -hmm. You're just saying they, they, you know, you're just, they come to you and they say, you know, I'm thinking about doing this and I'm like, well, Hey, I can help you with that if that's what you want to do, but it's their choice. Right. And they emerge as that being their passion. And, and I think that's where the mentoring, then you can go to the specifics and say, okay, well here, I can help you with this. I can help you with the contacts. I can help you with, you know, whatever it is. And you as a mother see the talent in them and you try to bring that out in them. That's the mother part. Yeah. See that. But it's ultimately their choice. And if it's their choice, then they're probably going to be successful at it. Absolutely. So it, it's, 
I don't know if that was a little gray area, but and no, you know, I think it's great. And I see it. I've never had the opportunity to really talk with someone like that about that situation before. Cause I think about that a lot with our kids. Our son is a writer and um, our daughter yeah. to me, she and I are so different, but I am so um, envious of her brain. Sometimes she has a very uh, logistical brain and um, that's not really the side of the brain that I work with very much. And so it's so nice to see, like you're saying, you see the talent in your kids and you can feel very propelled to want to just do it for them, but they have to do it for themselves or they're never going to be in it. Um, the way. Right. That be. Yeah. Right. Because you know, there's a lot of, um, there's, you know how you've heard the stories over and over again. Well, my dad wanted me to, to go into this vocation and, yeah. you know, follow in his footsteps or whatever. And they just have no desire to do that. Yeah. I mean, zero. And, but they still try to make them do it. And then later in life, they're like, I'm done. I'm quitting this. I'm going to do something totally different. They're like 50 years old, you know, but um, if, you know, that's why I said it, it's kind of together as a parent because you can as a parent usually recognize that talent in your in your child mm -hmm. um helping to bring that out is also what a, a mentor would do yeah but a mentor is already coming at it from that person's already made that decision and wants to be mentored in in that so right. i guess it takes over mm -hmm. you know from like you're a parent you see that talent maybe you're encouraging that that talent and, and giving them some options. Cause you know, these days that everything's specialized too. So That's if you so see that, yeah, if you see that your child is, is a good writer, mm -hmm. maybe they want to go into public relations. You know? Right. Well, you know, I think that's interesting because we see a lot of um, resumes for like interns and stuff like that. And everyone wants to get into marketing and it's like, but what aspect of marketing do you want to get exactly. into? Yeah. So many layers now and it's all integrated and it's, you know, you could really specialize in a small piece um, within the marketing field and still have a very lively career and it just be, you know, an, establish yourself as an expert and it's more niche. So there's so many options. And I always say here, like, I have no desire to teach anyone marketing one-on-one. <laughs> I just don't, I have no, that's not really my forte, but uh -huh. our interns have to at least be juniors and, and in college and they have to have some sort of background and desire and kind of want, have some idea of what exactly, you know, they want to do in terms of like a more of a focus than just marketing. Um, yeah. Such a general term. Yeah. It is. You're absolutely right. And you know what, this, this brings up another point. So as a, as an employer, mm -hmm. if it came down to two candidates for a job position that, that I would, that, you know, they had applied for with me mm -hmm. and they both have pretty good backgrounds or experience, mm -hmm. I would gauge their desire. And, and what I mean by that is how badly do they want to work with me or for this company? Yeah. And that will win over, even if that person didn't have quite as much experience, mm -hmm. that kind of goes back to passion in a way, but it's the desire. Do they really want to be here? Do they really want to be here? Well, I think, you know, for us, it's attitude over experience, attitude over education. Like you it is not enough to be able to check the boxes, you know, you, and sometimes, I mean, a lot of times we'll choose someone that has less education, but way more drive and desire and attitude every day of the week. Cause they're motivated and they're going to learn quicker. 
they're going to find it. They're going to find it out. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Gosh, that's so spot on, Lori. You know, a couple of years ago, we gave a presentation to Niceville High School, which, you know, we, we were in Niceville. I love the high school. There. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I asked everyone, like, who, you know, if you're interested in, in um, a paid internship at our agency, raise your hand. Everybody raise their hand. I'm like, <laughs> if you would do it for free, keep your hand up. And it literally is like, you know, uh, 75% of individuals drop their hand, but it's like, you know, if this is something you really, our internships are paid, but you know, it really was just like kind of an experiment, but if you really want to do it, you'll do it and you, you won't be able to rest or sleep until you can do what you love. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you and love, that's you love that's so cool. No, no. Well, yeah. And, and an internship is just a great way to find out too. Like, yeah. You know, it's, it's in, you know, one way I know you, you know, you want the people that want to be there, but there are those rare cases where somebody gets into it. They think that's what they want to do. And they're very sincere about it, which is okay. And then they decide they really get a taste of it. And they say, Hmm, this just isn't for me. Yeah. 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 Totally fine. And honestly, that's the time for you to decide and be honest, like, don't waste your time. Don't waste my time. You know, just be like, Hey, this is great. I hate it. Uh, I'm going to do something else or whatever. And I have such respect for people that switch gears and they don't stay in something just because it's comfortable or they know that they can be good at it. There are a lot of individuals that are good at something that they don't like. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's not enough to be good. Happen to be really good at it. Right. (laughs) They do. I mean, there are people that just, they happen to be good at it, but that's not really what they want to do. Yeah. Uh, I was, I read a quote the other day, um, Oprah posted on social, on Instagram. I'm sure she didn't post it, but you know, (laughs) sure she had something (laughs) where it was like, if it's your passion, it'll feel like breathing. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh-huh. And you have a peace about it too. I think it's a very, it's a peaceful thing. And, and here's the thing like is, um, you don't, um, that's the really big, so many people go through life and they really never really know what they want to do. Yeah. And I think that that is the really, really, really big, important thing. And mm-hmm. I hate to say it like that, but I mean, I'll be honest and transparent. It took me, I was really just good at writing. I was good at, you know, good enough to do what I needed to do. You know, I'm not saying I'm the best writer in the world. I don't mean like that, but I mean like even in high school, I was writing for the yearbook, writing for the news, you know, I was doing that stuff because I just found that I could do it, but I didn't really like some writers who are just, you know, they just, they just, they just can't stand it if they're not writing, you know? And I just, I was, that was one of those. I was just kind of good at it, but I didn't realize at that young age that I could do other things that I was very passionate about, like PR, Yeah. where I was able to, like I'm doing now, really, even with this, promote and put other people in the limelight and write about it, right? I mean, I can write a press release like the back of my hand, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's, it's, it's finding that niche, Mary, almost like finding your passion within that realm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, and, and then I ended up doing, going into PR with, with all these companies that I've 
I've been here with. And um, I don't know if that makes sense, but I really think that's an important question to really drill down, put some thought into it and maybe take your talent, but apply it to the place that you, that you love. Yeah. And um, I love that Lori. Yeah. I love you so much. <laughs> well, I mean, God obviously gave you that talent for a reason. So, you know, how can you use it? You know, you don't have to think in a box. You could use that talent, like, just as an as a publisher, as an editor. Now, I love, love, love taking what other people send me and submit their articles and, and our columnists and all that, and and reading that and and sometimes helping them massage it in certain ways that are it's going to be better or you know or not that I would personally make it better but you know just helping them do that and helping um that's where my my passion is and so it's but it's taken me a lot lifetime almost to even get to this point so don't be upset with yourself if you if you're not but always be mindful because I'm so happy. Like, I love doing what I'm doing. Yeah, you can really tell too. <laughs> it's exciting. It's always different. It's all, you know, I like doing the same thing all the time. So it's, 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 it's really exciting. And every issue that, that we publish, when it comes out, I am so excited. I can't wait, mm-hmm. even after two years, you know, and um, I just, I, I don't even know what else to say about that because it's ever evolving, ever changing. People are involved. They're interacting. It's, you know, and here's something else I do want to say about. And so on the other, other side of it, if you are trying to, like I have writers contact me all the time. They, they want to write, they want to submit articles and things like that. I receive over 400 emails per day. That's, that's my life. Every time I them are for me. No, I'm just kidding. At least it probably is. It probably is. But what I'm really diligently trying to get to everybody, answer everybody within a 24 hour period. And Chantel, you know, we're in the same realm in in a lot of ways. You know how difficult that is. It can be very challenging. And then people think, oh, well, you just don't want to, you know, reply or you you don't like them or or whatever it is. And then they get upset. So please understand that um, editors, whether it's a book publishing company or a magazine or a newspaper or whatever, it's not that they don't want to talk to you or see you or or read your, your manuscript or whatever it is. It's just that they might not have time. They might be in the middle of something right then and there that they can't actually just stop and, and look at it for a few minutes, honestly, but they want to go back to it. So my recommendation is because of that, I'm telling you, I'm not like, you know, I'm sharp, but I might not be sharp enough to remember after 400 emails a day after a week or something to go back to your email and and remember that because I want to, I want to do that. So I would say, stay on top of it. Email again, you know, if you have, you can text, um, or whatever, because I might be like, it's kind of like a salesperson. You kind of have to just follow up mm-hmm. sometimes. I'm not saying that always happens. I'm just saying that, that I really want to answer everyone mm-hmm. and talk to everyone. Cause I get excited about you contacting me, but I just, I, I truthfully just sometimes forget. 
to, well, to I mean, 400 emails a day is a lot, Lori. I think you can give it yourself is. a little bit of grace there. They can just reply again. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. Please do. And I, I want people to do that because I have, you know, people I know that, that can really contribute. And Absolutely. Um, this is our publication in particular is the, as a community publication, I want people's voices to be heard. I want, um, you know, we're happy. We're all positive all the time, but we really want to get, have people involved. And some people just aren't even writers, but they have something that they really want to get out. They have a message. They have a message. They want to get out there and I will work with them and try to do that. And, um, if, if at all possible. That's so, you know, it's, well, you've been awesome today. <laughs> I just, I feel like I talked to you forever and I know people are going to have so many questions for you. And I thank you for taking your time with me on a Monday morning, the Monday after mother's day, <laughs> happy mother's day to you. Um, yeah. And you're just you me know, too. creating these brilliant children and adding so much value to the world. So thank you for being with us, Lori. You are too. Thank you. And you're a lot like me because your children are following some of them in what you do as well. So. And, and also not following, which is a lesson for me. <laughs> and that there's so much more to the world than what I know, which I think is a great lesson for me. So. Me too. I agree. I agree with that. Yes. Well, thank you so much. You're so delightful. Um, if you're listening, please like, comment, share. If you have questions for Lori, you can email them to us at hello at francisroy.com or you can comment on any of the um, posts that you'll see on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And uh, we'll rope Lori in. She can answer any of your questions. But I'd love to. Anytime. Well, you're a delight. Thank yes. you so much, Lori. Okay. Thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Yeah, we'll have you back. Okay. Sounds great.